0: So whatever happened to Dr. Fauci, the coronavirus and, and trucker's convoys. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. Of course, if you were a big part of the now rapidly collapsing narrative of the coronavirus. It's run its course. Living here in Florida, I'm expecting to find signs out on the interstate or the Florida turnpike. You know, a silver alert. Has anybody has anybody seen Anthony Fauci? Up until a few weeks ago, he's the only thing you saw on so many of the talking head programs on NBC, ABC, CBS, CNN, MSNBC, NPR. It was pretty much all Fauci, all the time. And then something happened, Ukraine. Now I'm not gonna to get too much into Ukraine, except I wanna point out some things you need to keep in the back of your mind as we go and sift through all of what we're seeing. There's, there's a lot of information out there that it's kinda of hard to follow. And, and it's also hard to, to understand what's true. I've been doing a little bit of reading, trying to tie a few, shall we say, loose ends together. Those little stories behind the story that all the media generally miss, especially if you're bankrupt intellectually and journalistically like like NPR, or, or the Washington Post, New York Times, NBC, ABC, CBS, CNN, MSNBC, You know definitely you're never gonna follow because you're you don't have a mind capable of understanding even simple things and then and I'm being very cautious in the words that I'm trying to choose here I don't want to say it too I don't want to overstate this but but even some of the talking heads at at places like Fox News and, and even Newsmax may may miss some of the nuance After all, it's hard to uh, to get all the information out in, quote, the fog of war. And and so right now, the coronavirus, it it seemingly has run its course and probably just as well as more and more information is beginning to come out. I'm going to start here on that and then work into some other things we're going to talk about this week and also going forward. There's a lot of discussion out there about the end of the world, biblical prophecy. Is this the mark of the beast now, or is this the beginning of the end times? Is it a pre-trib, mid-trib? Everybody, got a lot of people that are jumping all over that bandwagon. And I want to just have you step back for a moment with caution on a lot of what you may hear about those that in the biblical prophecy world will will wet their fingers, stick it in the air to see which way the wind is blowing today. And so don't fall for that either. I've been amazed watching the news and observing social media. I haven't made many postings personally or otherwise in social media. I've been observing more than anything else. And, And the attention span of most American news consumers... The attention span of most American news consumers is pretty much at the first or second grade level. It's easy to be distracted to something else. And I don't know how that ever happened in our nation, how we got to that point. But I'm watching people that three weeks ago were big deal on the coronavirus. That's all they wanted to talk about. Virus, virus, mandates, mandates, take off the face mask. There's still some of that, but but let's be honest; it's it's collapsing. As I mentioned uh, on one of the programs over this over the weekend, had that little audio clip of uh, Governor DeSantis here in Florida as he came to make a speech about a a cybersecurity program at University of South Florida, and telling all these high school students. No, they could take their mask off if they want. We don't need the political theater. I'm not demanding it. Let, let me explain <laughs> Let me explain something, uh, if you didn't follow. Now, some of the bankrupt news that loves to lie, and, and they just have disdain for anything Christian or conservative, either one of those, and if you're both, it's even a double whammy, they tried to couch that as the governor scolded. Once again, journally, moralistically, intellectually bankrupt just bankrupt. They can't let go of the hatred they have inside, but then the left is full of hate to begin with. Always has been, always will be. But let's get back to the like the re- only reason I bring that up, that's all they're dealing with on the coronavirus and they're they're worrying about high school kids wearing masks yet nowadays We're not seeing Pelosi and company or anybody else that we're big, big, big. We have to wear our mask and take our vaccine or we're going to just collapse and die. Where where did that narrative go? And and I, I see mandates beginning to fall apart. I'm beginning to see some companies backing off. I'm beginning to see some states all of a sudden looking the other way. I also predict there'll be some states out there in the United States, provinces in Canada, states in Australia and other locations throughout the world that are going to, at some point in the not-too-distant future, try to cover their tracks and maybe regret some of the things that they have done in destroying the economy, destroying people, and pushing an unproven vaccine. I think those days are still ahead of us. So... With the FDA attempting, and they couldn't do it, to wait 75 years to let you see the data on why we should approve this, uh, you know, these vaccines, why 75 years? You know, why do I need to be 140, some, 140, almost 140 years old? Come on, to find out, because they don't want you to find out, because I think they know that they're going to have liability issues, and they're going to be in serious trouble. It's funny the love of money which is the root of all evil the love of money I think drove those companies to push this stuff so fast and look the other way on data that wasn't favorable and I believe like many and you've heard me on this program often enough to know that there's more than meets the eye and I think that they were hoping beyond hope that some of these side effects would not be so bad and it'll all blow over and nobody'll notice and besides we have we have the government to protect us with our you know emergency use authorization well we can't be doing emergency use authorization on these vaccines for the next 20 years that's at some point when does it get approved and when is it really approved now we're not talking the the smoke and mirror game that Pfizer played with the FDA back you know last summer where they approved a vaccine that's not available to you I mean it was it was a big smoke and mirror it was a dog and pony show and people believed and and falsely that oh the Pfizer vaccine is now FDA approved and many people ran out to to their local Walmart or wherever they were getting their vaccines you know CVS pharmacy yes I want the Pfizer vaccine And because it's approved. No, it isn't. One you're getting is not. And we're not making the one that is approved. So it was just, you know, they don't want the liability. And the same is true with Moderna, which I predict will be out of business in the not too distant future. Their stock is going to tank. The only thing they got going for them is their mRNA vaccines. And I think that day by day, little stories are coming out that are going to be very detrimental to that entire industry. So it's a good time to have a war somewhere in the world. I mean, what a better time to take our attention away from the virus? Hey, let's have a war. Let's have everybody really we, we need to have new boogeymen we need to have new this new that or the other now i said something last week on this program we were, i was doing an interview with the reverend dr timothy gales and i never and, and one of the things when you do a program like this and you're trying to meet time requirements and, and put piece it together some people may misunderstand what i'm trying to say number 1 and i'm going if you're if you don't hear anything else i have to say today i am by no means in any shape, manner, or form, giving an excuse for, apologizing for, uh, covering for Vladimir Putin in no way whatsoever. I'm just trying to help you understand the mindsets. I'm not saying they're right or wrong. I just want you to understand the mindsets. And I'm going to say something else as as I've looked over this thing. There are those that manipulate warfare. There are those that manipulate economies, those that manipulate everything that you see to the point of illusions. And it's getting increasingly hard uh, for some people to, to sort reality from, from basically fiction. We, we have a lot of fiction out there in the news. Or we distort the stories in such a way that you really don't, see the true story behind the story you see the headline you see the headlines of of this attack or that attack and and you need to begin to understand all the players in in this you know massive theater this chess game of the world and and you begin to to get a better understanding there's a lot that's going on in ukraine that a lot of people do not understand or never heard of or or the media has willfully or because they're just too lazy have ignored some of the stories behind the stories. I want to take you back prior to the invasion of of the Ukraine. And, you know, we heard the rhetoric of this and that. And, and, and we also heard that, you know, Joe Biden in the United States, he's got it all under control. Nothing to worry about. Nothing to see here. And besides, we can always send Kamala Harris Harris Kamala Harris to, you know, to Europe to fix it, like she fixed the southern border. You know, she took care of that problem too. And and now we'll send her to fix that one over there in Ukraine. There's a lot that people don't get. And, and I'm just beginning to dig into the surface. I don't understand it all. I'm just trying to share with you the bits of information that come out. Um, ran into a story the other day, and I want to share this because it, it is. it's just one of those little stories. It's not all that big in and of itself, but when you add it all together, these are things to which I think we really need to be concerned. Now, let me share just a couple little stories that you're not going to find making the top of the headlines anywhere, but I want you to hear this. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky, who right now is the hero of many in the West. I mean, he's being held as a, as a superhero. There are a few things about him and his government that, you know, people are not talking about. Who is this guy and how did he get into power? Now, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky previously had threatened to withdraw Ukraine from the Budapest agreement. Now, understand what that's all about. You probably never heard about it. I forgot about it, but you need to know. Under the newly independent Ukraine, years ago, Ukraine agreed to give up the nuclear arsenal that it inherited from the USSR. Remember, Ukraine was a part of the Soviet Socialist Republic, the USSR. And in exchange, there were, secu- there were some guarantees for security. Now, whether you agree with it or not, I'm just saying that was, that's what's out there. And Ukraine preserved the technical potential to create nuclear armaments, and this is higher than, than their potential to do that is even greater than Iran or North Korea because of what they had inherited from the Soviet Union. Now, this is not a big surprise. Russia knew about it. They understood it years ago. And the Americans also fully understood it. At the same time, not only did they not interfere in any of the plans, but they were already, as they say, uh, already to lend a hand if needed to the Ukrainians, hoping that the Ukrainian nukes could be aimed not to the West, but instead toward the East. You know, that that's kind of the plan. Now, whether a lot of this is totally true or not, it, it, it makes sense if you kind of look over the history and the location, understand, you know, we heard about the nuclear power fire and everything else, but remember Chernobyl, that had its big blow up years ago, it's also in the Ukraine, it is a Soviet built system and reactor. And so there's no doubt in my mind that the ability with the solar plant at Chernobyl to it was more than just a plant to run power. A lot more. and And I think we we understand that now. Ukraine has got a lot, you know, going forward, got a lot going against it. Something else I didn't realize. you know we we make we make the new president or the young president of Ukraine. Uh, you know, a lot of people know nothing about him. Who is this guy, Vladimir Zelensky? Well, basically, he's an entertainer and a comedian before he went into politics, and a lot of people don't know that. I I recently ran across a video, and, and I couldn't even begin to dare share it or what they were doing on that video uh, in what Zelensky was doing as a comedian. It was a rather obscene it was supposed to be funny but obscene so i'm wondering how does this guy jump from being a shock comedian uh you know marginal comedian entertainer into the presidency of a country like ukraine well it's i think the united states government was trying to set up what they wanted in a puppet government in that in that nation look I don't trust. Once again, you may think I'm just kind of I'm I'm trying to set the stage up for this week and it's not easy to do. There are like 20 moving pieces here that are hard to, to keep, you know, keep in line. But I'm cautious about everything that I hear and I'm amazed at how many people that I know that have immediately shut off the virus and turned right. And now they're focused on Ukraine. And this is going to be the salvation of the Democrats, I think, to some degree, by acting tough on Putin. They've been playing the Putin card since 2016. And, and like I said before, and I'm not being an apologist, I'm just saying this is what it is what it is. The Democrats in the United States who are morally, spiritually, and intellectually bankrupt to the core, the reprobates, those that run that party. They decided to make up a false narrative of Putin and Trump, and they ran with that thing for years, and they still are running with it, even though it's a lie. Total fabrication. So they were accusing, in this case, look, there's a lot of things Putin does that I think are pretty despicable and evil. I'm not an apologist. Understand that up front. I am not his apologist. I'm not doing his public relations. I'm just saying... He sat on the sidelines listening to this garbage coming out of Democrats' mouths for five years. Honestly, the president that I think Putin would have loved to have had back in 16 is Hillary Clinton. He would have already been in Ukraine by now. And now that he's got, a, he's got such a weakling in, in Joe Biden who can't even, I mean, the the guy is just, he's the puppet. He's the old man grandpa puppet on a string to make people feel better. And and he's done one of the worst jobs as president because he's not being the president. In fact, it's being run, our government now is being run by the bureaucrats that are deeply entrenched that belong to the ultra-left. These are the ones that push transgenderism. These are the ones that push LBGTQ in schools all the way down to kindergarten level, if they can. And they're working on it. They push critical race theory. They push division. They push insanity. They push some of the most ungodly concepts and demand that you believe them or be canceled. This is the garbage, the satanic garbage, the refuse that is running the world today so i'm running across another article a lot of americans and that listen like to this program were shocked at what happened in canada i mean they had their their freedom convoy making their way to ottawa to at least engage in a conversation about the ridiculous unscientific mandates and demands for vaccination and all the other stuff for truckers going to and from the United States or certain places. I don't blame them. They had every right to do it under the Canadian Constitution. They have they have the right. What angered me, and I said this early on, was the way uh, little, the little man-child dictator in, in Ottawa, Justin Trudeau, handled it. Number one, he's a liar. The little, the little squirt, the little pipsqueak is a liar. I don't believe he ever had the coronavirus and had to isolate. I think that was convenient. Just as the truckers are nearing Ottawa, oh, I tested positive for the Rona. I, I have to go into isolation. And so he disappears. What he was doing was he was disappearing to avoid ever having to talk to them and planning his Nazi-style strategy to crush them. And he did. And he still is. I mean, that's out of the news now. We're all focused on the Ukraine. A lot of people are going to be hurt very deeply in Canada for daring to speak out against the man-child dictator or supporting those, you know, by giving small amounts of money they'll be persecuted for years to come because you've got a you've got a world economic forum junior leaders graduate running that nation how many times have you heard me warn you about those that have been through that process those that are full believers in what the world economic forum stands for that by 30 by 2030 you will own nothing and be happy you know the the elites will give you your digital currency, your place to live, your job, your retirement. But only if you do as they say, then it's all all bets are off. We know that Justin Trudeau is one of their people. We know the leader in New Zealand is one of those graduates. We know Macron in, uh, in, in France is another one. But you don't understand this. Ukrainian president, Vladimir Zelensky. See, he was not in politics, but he admired Justin Trudeau. And yes, he's another one that came through the World Economic Forum, basically school of how to run a nation. And so I don't know what to tell you, except I'm trying to make sure that you're getting all these bits and pieces of information So, you're not just being manipulated by CIA or theater. You know, I don't trust some of the elements in our government. Uh, Basically, I don't think that President Trump could trust most of them at all because they were going to do their own thing and they hated him. They're going to, and I think that they'd conspire to get rid of him in an election. I think that if anybody was conspiring for fraud, it's probably our own. Uh, shall we say intelligence apparatus has has worked against us so what i'm saying is there's a lot of stories out there and and trying to dig to the truth it's not going to be easy but we're going to try on this program during this week to to get into some of the depth of of some of this stuff I, i believe that the american attention span is pathetically short and how fast everybody dropped everything else that was on their mind in a matter of minutes. Gee, a Democrat let you take off your face mask, and we have a war in another part of the world that, you know, 80% of the people couldn't show you on a map where it is. And that's captured your attention. Man, we've got some issues. If that's all it takes is have a war in another part of the world... And all of a sudden, the virus is forgotten by most. The middle, and see, this is something else politically, please understand this, the political middle in this country. I call it the mushy middle, to be frank. They just kind of go with the flow with what works best for them. They're willing to vote for a Trump or a Biden. It doesn't matter. It's just what's in it for me. Or what do I believe that TV told me today? Or, or, Or somebody that I think that I know and trust. And how fast they can maneuver between, uh, you know, anybody with half a brain should have known. Voting for a person like Biden was was, was like pushing the self destruct button on the economy, and on freedom, and a lot of a lot of other things. But people don't understand that. They only understand what TV told me, what Facebook mentioned today from one of their fact. I mean, let's face it: people today, people today have less knowledge about the world around them than a generation or two ago that understood a lot more than people understand today. And that's the danger that I think in which we live. So I know this long introduction here has been probably, you know, you're saying, okay, Bob, you've talked about Ukraine. You've jumped over here to Fauci and the virus. You've, you've jumped over to what's going on uh, with Zelensky and, and you've talked about him being a former comedian that did some, you know, basically R and X-rated stuff uh in his comedic days, and now he's the president, young president, and everybody thinks the world of him. Now I'm not saying I'm not saying I agree with everything, but I but there's a lot more than meets the eye in that part of the world. And, and I don't trust those that maneuver opinion worldwide. I don't trust the Russians. I don't trust yeah, uh, the Ukrainians and many in and so, and all of it. Um, I trust some of the people. I think they're being manipulated, and I honestly don't trust those that are in leadership in our country. I really don't. I think that they would lie to you to save their hides on all this stuff. And hey, and like I say, the timing was perfect. Fauci has now been pushed out of the news cycle. The virus is fading fast. And everybody's hoping you're not going to pay attention to some of the data of the damage that's going to be done. And it's going to become increasingly hard to cover up. It's going to be hard to cover up vaccine injuries, damage and death for long. I'm seeing the numbers and it doesn't look good. They don't want you to see those numbers. They want you to see war in Ukraine, economy getting better. And you can take off your face mask now, and and maybe we need a booster, maybe not. We'll we'll know shortly. There's a lot going on in this world today, and, and like I say, like I say, I know it's confusing. I know it's not easy to follow, and and I think those that try to manipulate us understand that as well. That, that trying to connect the dots is going to be very difficult in the days ahead. And so I ask your prayers for me as I reach out. I was talking to somebody, and I'll mention this a little bit in the next segment. It may be weeks before we talk, and I'm not going to identify the individual. I've told people I won't. But he has been doing a lot of study on biblical prophecy, and, and he takes a different approach than, well, what most people think is Prophecy though I think he has a lot to say that may be worth uh, taking the time to listen. I know that it's hard for some people no I've always believed in this and you can't change my mind you know in other words don't confuse me. Uh, I like the comfort of what I believe and and I know for some of you I've challenged uh, what you believe in terms of eschatology end time or uh, the end of the age as we know it stuff and, and, and I, I will continue to do that. A lot of people are very gullible to believe a lot of things that are simply not true. But today's program, like I say, I just wanted to get kind of started and, and just make it clear to you. The virus has vanished. We'll still talk about it, though others won't, because they don't want you to focus on it anymore. They want you to begin to, to uh, you know, take away the pacifier of your face mask and your fear, because we're going to move you on to something new. And I I believe this situation in Ukraine is going to be the pivot point into something else. I think that pivot point, well, we'll talk about it in the next segment. I think when you hear what I have to say, it's going to start making some serious sense to you. And then I'll have one little additional thing to say about Ukraine that, that is not one of those things you find heavily in the news. Once again, you just put all the pieces together and you begin to see a bigger picture. You know, you need to step back and look at all the puzzle pieces and it, it may make some more sense. Like I can say, I ran on and I didn't plan to, but it needed to be said. Do you believe in what we're doing? The shortwave project coming along and we're in Okeechobee this week for a few days, maybe by midweek or later this week, testing the thing out at higher power. If you believe in the work that we're doing, and, and can help us with the airtime and, and growing shortwave. I believe it's going to be more vital in the next year or two than you would ever believe. If you can help us stay on the air, if you can make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio. And you can mail that check to 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's 5753 Highway 85 North. Number 3248 in Crestview, Florida. That's Crestview, Florida, 32536. Once again, Truth to Ponder is the mailing address. Make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio and send it to 5753 Highway 85 North. Number 3248 in Crestview, Florida, 32536. You can also visit our website and find out how to support us from there, which is truth. The number two ponder.com. That is truth. The number two ponder.com. This is truth to ponder with Bob
1: Beerman After the end coming up, Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get in love in a moment. Messiah rose on Sunday morning. The resurrection is the Sunday miracle. Why? Well, what's the miracle of Sunday morning? Well, the miracle of Sunday morning is the miracle. See, Sunday morning is the first day of the Hebrew week. It comes after the Shabbat, the Sabbath. The Sabbath is the seventh day, the end. There's nothing past it. There's no eighth day or ninth day or tenth day. It's the end. So Sunday is the day that comes after the end. That's why he rose on Sunday, because Messiah on the cross, the Sabbath, that that was the end. That's it. He said, it's finished. That's it. Everything's ended. Sin is ended. Everything's ended. It's the end. So what comes after the end? The answer is nothing. Nothing come after the end. The end is the end. If anything comes after the end, it's the end wasn't the end. So what comes after the end? A new beginning. You see, you see, Sunday morning is so radical. The resurrection is so radical that it had to come on the day after the end because it's so different. It means the life of the resurrection is so different. It can't even be counted on the old system. You see, the power of the resurrection, you want to walk in resurrection power, then you got to live in the totally new, new beginning power. And, and to do that, you have to live after the end. How do you do that? Let the old things end. Let the old ways end. Let the old sins, the old angers, the fears, the old hurts, the old ways, let them come to their end on the seventh day. Then you can walk in the power of the miracle of the resurrection, the power of Sunday morning, the power of the first day. Messiah rose after the end, so you too could rise in his power. The miracle will begin when you live after the end. Want more? Ask for Yom Rishon, or the beginning of days. Now, the free gift for you, the mystery, hidden for 2,000 years, the awesome, mystery of the temple doors, you'll love it, and sapphires, your daily spiritual vitamin supply for a victorious life in God. How do you get these gifts free? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. Listen, just call 1-800-YESHUA-1 to receive your free gifts. You will be blessed, but call now. It's one 800 S H U A one now, I invite you to minister with me and bring the good news, the gospel, back to those who gave it to you. To Israel and to the unreached peoples all over the world, every tribe and tongue. Imagine you could blanket the earth with salvation. You can. Shortwave Radio is the farthest way you could ever spread the gospel. How to be part? Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You'll be part. Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. We can write me direct. Here's how. Just write to the nice Jewish boy, Box 1111, Lodi. L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's a nice Jewish boy box. 1111 Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, until next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, live after the end, my friend. Shalom Echem. Peace be to you in Messiah HaRoshon, the beginning.
0: Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. So,
2: Ukraine is a country in Europe. It exists next to another country called Russia. Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine.
0: Okay, there's, there's Kamala Harris explaining the entire situation in the Ukraine on a radio station. And I'm gonna say a couple of things, and I don't want you to get mad. I'm sure a few people might, but I'm gonna go ahead and say it anyway to show you the mindset of leftist and liberals. She's on a predominantly black radio station. And so she is assuming that her audience has no knowledge of things like uh, foreign countries, public affairs, government, history, thinking they're thoroughly devoid And so she's talking to the audience of this predominantly black radio station as they are a bunch of first graders. This is what I would have expected uh, Miss Peters, who was my first grade teacher back in 1960, explaining to us what is happening in the Ukraine. And this is how our administration in washington treats an entire segment of the population like they're too stupid to understand all the things that you know grandpa biden understands and and we're going to take good care of you now there's a story i do want to share about ukraine then i'm going to drop that and move on and i think we need to now I only share this because I know particularly if you live in the United States or Canada Australia wherever you're listening this is one of those kind of stories that's not gonna make it on your mainstream news this doesn't fit the narrative of what they want you to believe about the war in Ukraine but here's a little side story that is easy to verify and I've double-checked and I've saved the material as Russia has well gets into their their assault on military sites in Ukraine there is some serious suspicion that the US bio labs which were built in Ukraine for the purpose of research and defense could very well be targeted now, let me explain. There, The headline of this story is U.S. Embassy Now Removes All Evidence of Ukraine Bioweapons Labs. There was a report out that says that Biological Threat Reduction Program, the U.S. had six facilities in Ukraine. That's like one, two, three, four, five, six. Six such facilities in Ukraine. Now, this has led to some people wondering if if Russia may actually target or be targeting some of these secret U.S. bioweapons labs in Ukraine as part of their entire strategy. Once again, I'm just putting this out there for you to to comprehend, because there is enough evidence here that the United States Embassy website removed not before people screenshotted, and, you know, there's, there are things called the Wayback Machine. You can't hide it forever. They removed evidence of biolabs in Ukraine. Now, these biolabs were, are funded, and jointly operated by the United States Department of Defense. The documents that have been since removed included in, information about construction, financing, permit details... You know, the stuff required, you know, for uh, transparency, allegedly. But now the United States government is scrubbing these documents from the Internet and becoming less transparent with this critical information that you and I, I think, with our taxpayer being spent money being spent. Now, remember, remember, for the last, oh, I don't know, year and a half, especially into last year, And on this radio program, we've talked extensively since August of 2020 when this program began about gain-of-function research being done illegally. Let me say that again, being done for years illegally by using third parties. We have shown you on this program, oh, how the money got moved from Dr. Fauci's agency to... Uh, Eco Health Alliance to Wuhan and other places. How research that needed to be moved out of North Carolina, University of Chapel Hill, it's Dr. Ralph Baric's uh, work, ended up going elsewhere. And so we're hearing about six bio labs in Ukraine, funded by the United States government at a time when people were beginning to wake up to the reality of gain-of-function bioweapons research, things like lab leaks, predatory vaccine, and diagnostic development, these, these particular biolabs around the world uh, tend to generate pathogens of pandemic potential, if you didn't know, that can exploit the human immune system and are now the foundation of the medical fraud, malpractice, and vaccine-induced not you know, nightmare that we have today that they're trying to get you to forget about as quickly as possible. That's why I mentioned at the beginning of the program, I have a silver alert out. Where is Anthony Fauci? Have you seen him? Is he riding around somewhere in Florida? Is he lost? So we need to find Dr. Fauci. Now, here's one of the things we do know. And once again, all this material was gleaned out of the, well, the embassy website, which they've gotten rid of it now. But according to what we've learned, the Department of Defense funded at least 15 different biolabs in Ukraine. These are not Chinese or Russian. At least eight of these labs were operated exclusively exclusively by the United States. And those laboratories according to what it was stated until recently at the department, you know, of the State Department's website to consolidate and secure pathogens and toxins of security concern to conduct enhanced biosecurity, biosafety and biosurveillance measures through international research partnerships. Now, each one of these facilities cost between around $2 million to $3 million to to create. The DOD, Department of Defense, facilitated a permit process to allow Ukrainian scientists to work with pathogens, ready for this, of pandemic potential. Now, once again, according to the State Department website until recently, The U.S. Department of Defense worked directly with Ukraine's Ministry of Health, State Service of Ukraine for food safety and consumer protection, kind of like their FDA. Yeah, like we trust ours. Always remember that every time you hear an attorney on television go, if you or a loved one have taken this and this happened, remember all those products were FDA approved, just so you know. A lot of people forget that. Just because they're approved doesn't mean they, they're safe and they work. Now, we also know this is, once again, came from the website for the State Department. The network of biolabs included facilities in Odessa and a bunch of other places, uh, Lviv and uh, Kiev, and some places that are, you know, two suspect facilities in other cities. In recent years, Many of these labs have reached, as far as they are publicly willing to say, at least biosafety level 2 status, allowing scientists to experiment with viruses and bacteria. Over the past two years, going back two years, these laboratories, in cooperation with the Ukrainian Ministry of Defense, erected four more mobile laboratories to conduct surveillance of the Ukrainian people for, shall we say, uh, pandemic or epidemiological reasons. And now, as of about, oh, a week ago, maybe a little longer, we're discovering that the documents, existence, and details of these labs, which were public knowledge, the U.S. Embassy had previously disclosed the locations and details in a series of PDF files, which you could find, which I now have downloaded. And the, uh, embassy, if, uh, the embassy website shut down all the links to those all those documents and information. It's gone. Makes you begin to wonder what is going on. Is there something else uh, that the United States Embassy in Ukraine is trying to hide? My point is, There's a lot more than meets the eye. That's all I'm trying to say. I am not apologizing. I'm not condoning in any shape, manner, or form what the Russians have done, what Vladimir Putin has done. I think that declaring war and going in and uh, taking innocent lives is always a despicable act that must be met. But to act like The United States hands are thoroughly clean or everything is perfectly all right in Ukraine is not not accurate either. There are things that have happened. And once again, it goes back to the the globalists that want to run and rule the world, want to tell you how you must live. Do you understand the real danger that that's coming down the pike? And this goes into every aspect of our lives. You should have seen it during the pandemic. Anybody that had virus misinformation or vaccine misinformation needs to be censored and shut down. Yet so much of what we said, virtually everything we said on this program that they condemned, those would say that's misinformation has turned out to be true. They don't want that truth known. More and more, we the truth is coming out. We, like many other people, you know, could, could go through the nonsense and pick out the tr- It was easy to find the truth and sort it out from, well, from abject lies. The American people were lied to on many fronts regarding the pandemic. The American people are frequently lied to as the globalist demand on a lot of issues. They want to, they want to shall we say, control the narrative. Right now, too many people were beginning to question the vaccine narrative and the pandemic narrative, and so we move our focus now to Ukraine. What I'm trying to do now is look way down the road beyond Ukraine. It's going to be a mess there, don't get me wrong. And there'll be a lot to sort out over time. But there are a lot of people that are already trying to, as I was saying at the beginning of the of the program today, trying to tie biblical prophecy into Ukraine and Russia, and I think that they're going to deceive a lot of people. Don't go there. The Bible's pretty clear where a lot of this stuff's going to happen. And I really would like to get more into kind of sorting this out so you don't get caught with uh, believing some silly nonsense that's not true. We truly do live in perilous times. We really do. But the world, and this is what I'm trying to explain. Everybody acts like this is the big event. This is the biggest event of all the biggest events that have ever occurred in big events across the world. Oh, 911 Oh, this. Oh, that. We we are constantly. How many people have forgotten about nine eleven? I mean, they just put it out of their mind. We don't think about it day to day. How many how many people went to church in you know September of two thousand one after nine eleven? and sang God Bless America. And how many people have faded away from attending those churches as these 20 years have gone by? They they feel the danger is over, and they move on. A lot. We really need, honestly, I don't know how to put this any other way, we absolutely need to step back and take a better look at what's going on and like i say i am so skeptical about so much of the media and i have this healthy skepticism i don't know where it came from but i've got it Um, and i've had it for years and i hope that you're developing your skepticism not that it means you're negative all the time don't that's not what i'm trying to be and i'm not i don't want you to go there either I just want you to be cautious that just because TV says it, just because somebody you trust on the television says it, don't always believe it. A lot of politicians, even those on the right, are opportunists, too. You know, last week, you know, you got, you got Lindsey Graham on television pretty much putting out like a, wants a contract hit job on Putin. And everybody goes, yeah, rah, yeah, yeah, Lindsey, you, you tell them all about it, Lindsey, yeah, yeah. Lindsey, you know, pretended he was Mr. Cool with Trump and everything else. You know, he was being Mr. You know, standing up to the powers that be. Lindsey Graham, I've lived in South Carolina and right across the line in Georgia for years. Lindsey Graham is the most opportunist politician I've ever, ever met. He will tell you everything you need to hear and when you need to hear it. And the gullible people of South Carolina have bought his baloney, hook, line, and sinker for years, since he was a congressman, and now senator. He believed in, he believes in open borders. He worked with McCain on a lot of this stuff. We forget all the things that he done. A lot of people in South Carolina, they his his, his nickname is Flimsy Gramnesty. And how he keeps getting elected, he knows how to play politics, he knows how to master the soundbite, he knows how to look really cool and convince everybody at the last moment, like he did in 2020, that I'm going down in flames, I need your money, I support Trump. He'd stab Trump in the back in a heartbeat if it would do him political you know, help. So don't even trust some of the leaders in the Republican Party. I don't trust any on the Democrat side because, you know, they, we, we know what they stand for. But you have a lot of swamp creatures in the Republican Party, the so-called conservatives, that I wouldn't give you a dime for because they're not trustworthy. They have played you for fools for too many years. They know how to use the media. The Democrats know how to get their message out on MSNBC and CNN and and Vox, and, and all these online publications, and Facebook. They can get Facebook and Twitter to do their dirty work for them. And they get the millionaire people like the Zuckerbergs to throw money at elections. They, they know how it's done. They get it. And the conservatives, they've got Fox News and then Newsmax and even One America Network. And, and I'm sure you know they're more accurate, yeah, but I think they also can be tossed into the trap of information that, you know, may not be 100% correct. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. There are professional people trying to run the narrative. And it's not easy to figure out. It all begins with your prayer life. It all begins with seeking God's wisdom. If you want to understand the world today, you need to spend more time in God's Word. You're going to find out that this world since... Well, for a long time, since the time of Christ, has gone from one crisis, one tribulation from another to another. This is nothing new. We're going to get into some more words of biblical prophecy maybe later this week, trying to figure out, you know, some of these programs this week. But I want to go back to the nineteen forties for just a moment. It's not a song from is a song written back then. World War II was a time when people thought, we're coming into the end of the world. The Antichrist will be here any second. America could be under attack. And there was this wonderful hymn written by this dear sweet lady. And it really fits any time that we're, we're facing challenges and trials, which is a lot of the time. And I just want to pause right now and let you listen to this hymn written during, the, during World War II, during very difficult times. And people didn't know what was going to happen. And it's as fitting today as it want, was then, as it was during any major crisis in this world. Listen carefully to the lyrics.
1: In times like these,
2: you need a savior. In times like these.
1: you need an anchor be very
2: sure be very Rockies choose The one this rock is Jesus.
0: Time is just about up for today. If you believe in our work, would you consider keeping us on shortwave? Make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. Mail it to 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248 in Crestview. Crestview, Florida. Zip code there is 32536. Once again, that zip code is 32536. You can also support us from our website, which is truth, the two ponder.com. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the two, ponder.com. Truth to
2: Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.